Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Robert Acosta speaking. We are here with Writer's Retreat. The date is Saturday, November 8, 2020. And without further ado, I turn the program over to our great host, Deborah Kendrick. Thank you. I am so profoundly embarrassed. And um, well, those just things, need to take things happen. These things happen. Oh, you're very sweet. Um, yeah, okay. Um, so, let's see. So, and all of you guys are so patient that you waited. Like, I kept coming in and going, ah. Anyway, so, Bob really tried to do the right thing. Poor guy. Okay, so now, let's see. For there to be a recording, how can I... I let's, think let's be quiet for 10. No, it, it's already, oh. rec- he sets it up to auto-record, oh, okay. but let's be quiet, let's for, be quiet 10 for 10 seconds. seconds. Right, okay. Okay, and I don't know if he'll be able to tell the time, but I'll tell him we started at 23 minutes past. Holy smoke, Okay. The time is 7.23 p.m. Oops. Well, I think that this shows um, real interest and dedication. <laughs> you, all, you all stuck around because um, I was ready to bail myself. Okay, so um, <laughs> let's find out. Okay, so we have Deborah Kendrick, Robert Acosta, and Alan Lemley. Those are all pretend people. Um, and then Mary is still here via phone, so we won't introduce Mary till she's here via computer. Okay, so who is um, 817 ending in 006? Who's that? That's Cleo. <clears throat> okay, so introduce yourself. Tell us who you are and where you are. And- uh, well, I'm Cleora. I'm in Fort Worth, Texas, and uh, <laughs> that's about all there is to say about me, actually. I guess. What do you write? You write you write some poetry and some nonfiction, don't you? Um, well, I write a little bit, maybe of everything, mostly prose. Um, I write uh, occasionally. I'll write some science fiction. Uh, right now, I'm working on my first book. Oh, um, what nice. book is it? Huh. What sort of a book is it? Is it fiction or well, nonfiction? It kind of started out to be a children's book. It's really kind of meant to be a children's book. Um, it's about a visually impaired duck that um, gets her name Sitting Duck because she sits on a pond. She's nearsighted, and she sits on a pond. The only way she can catch her food is wait for it to swim by close enough that she can see it, and then she snatches it up. Hmm. And uh, if she gets out and tries to find something else, well, other ducks get to it before she does, so they call her Sitting Duck. Oh, well, it sounds, sounds the winter. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, so she tries to fly with the flock, but she keeps running into things, including other ducks. Oh, dear. Oh. They tell well, her so that she You're going to have to bring part of that to one of these meetings and share share it with us share the well issues. i shared part of it with um the um um oh what is that uh Ryers party line behind our eyes 
uh, let us see, what's it called? The Raider. Well, uh, um, while, while you're thinking of what it's called, the let's Raiders. go on and, and, and Yeah, okay, that, that's behind okay. our eyes, yeah. Okay, okay. so, and okay. so well, thank um, you, Cleola. Let's, let's go ahead yeah. and introduce the rest of the group here. So, okay. Abby, you're next on my okay. list. Okay, well, I'm Abby Taylor. I think everybody knows me, because I know pretty much everybody else here. I'm in Sheridan, Wyoming, and I have published five books two poetry collections, two novels, and a memoir, and I'm working on a third novel. And awesome. I write poetry, a little bit of poetry, some fiction, some nonfiction. I've got a blog. So I'm always busy. Fabulous. Okay, and Ann Harrison Burns. That's me. Um, yeah, I'm an author. I've got, <laughs> it's kind of funny how my, my writing life is going. I'm still writing for Outlook Business Solutions, but I had four books published, but now I'm down to one because I'm rebranding three of them. I've got the poetry book published, and I'm working on getting it in Audible. Um, I'm, I've connected with Lily Rowe, uh, Lillian Eves, and she's going to do the reading for me. i just got to figure out oh, how good. to set it. I've got my account set up on ACX. I've just got to figure out how to set it up so that she can upload it. Okay. Okay. Um, and Abby, that was nice that I think it was you that circulated that information about uh, affordable yes. narrators. Yeah, that, I said, I, yes, it was yes. nice. It was yeah. nice. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and there's, um, I don't know if I've shared this with the group or not. Um, there's a, a, a blind guy who's an audible narrator who I, I wrote an article about. Oh, really? Yeah, David huh. Vandermolen. He's oh, recorded many, many books. Um, he's totally blind. He does it with a Braille. Um, His Braille uh, display. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah a Q Braille, I think, is what he uses. Oh, and, um, interesting. Okay. Yeah, so, so but he, he gets his jobs. Uh, well, anyway, um, if you, if you, for those of you who are interested, I should post his information because that'd be really cool. That'd be great. A blind writer had a blind narrator read their book, I think. And he's got a very nice voice. Um, so, okay. Uh, I see Sandra Streeter, and I don't know you, so please introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. Um, I am in Connecticut, and I've I've been writing since I was a teenager, but minimally published, uh, won a couple of poetry contests and um, got into my high school literary magazine. And now um, my ambitions are getting bigger. I am working on a chapbook uh, about and dedicated to Neil Peart, who is the late drummer lyricist for the band Rush, who I am rapidly a fan of. And um, so we'll see where that goes. Very nice. Um, Sandra, if you could get a little closer to your microphone, maybe. Um, so you were, yeah, I, I don't know. Did anybody else have trouble hearing? You're yeah, I did. Enough. I no, did. Okay. Well, she seems loud enough to me, but she's me loud too, enough. She's got an echo. Yeah, there was some breaking up, and I, um, so you're working on a chapbook, but I didn't yes. hear who you said you're a fan of. Um, I am writing it, dedicating it to, and it's also about Neil Peart, who is the late drummer lyricist for the band Rush, and I'm rapidly oh, a fan okay. of Rush. 
So okay. we'll see right. where that goes. Interesting. Awesome. And and where are you just Con- geographically? Connecticut. I'm sorry? Connecticut. Connecticut. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, Mary, I see that you came back via computer, so say hello Hi. and introduce yourself. I am here. I'm Mary Highland. I live in Columbus, Ohio, and I have a blog called Seeing It My Way, and I've published two memoirs and um, various other little things, but those are my main things. And who is Story Period Jenny? Jenny Story? And that would be me. My name is Jenny Anderson. And I have published my first book. It's called Redemption Alone is Not Enough. And it really is my story of my life, although there was a whole lot more that I could have said. Um, It is published through Amazon on e-version as well as paperback. And it is, as of last week, available on Audible. And I've joined this group. Uh, partly, of course, because of um, encouragement from others, of course, but I also want to get connected with other writers that either um, are trying to get somewhere with their writing or, um, you know, we can encourage each other with our publishing and stuff. So I'm happy to be here because there will be more. There will be more. Mm -hmm. I'm moving into self-employment as a result. So Jenny Anderson is your actual name, not story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and your your book, you say it's it, it's autobiographical, but is it a memoir or is it written as nonfiction or is it? It fiction? is written as a memoir. Okay. Um, All right. However, however, there will be another edition that puts a whole lot more information into it. All right. And there Great. will also Thank be you. there will also be more. Besides that. Okay. Um, Have I missed anyone? Is there anyone here who I didn't ask you to introduce yourself? Um, I heard from Rebecca Shields, who was here at a previous gathering, and I'm so sorry that this um, complicated technology situation happened because she probably got scared away. Um, so, uh, okay. So what I, um, said we would talk about, oh, you know, I, I think I should introduce myself. Um, I'm Deborah Kendrick and I am in St. Petersburg, Florida and have been, um, really very fortunate that I have had a long happy career in writing. So I said recently in some podcast or internet radio show or something that I was on that I, I started toying with the, uh, the, 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 the notion of how many words have I published. And I started multiplying and at trying to add them up. And I figure I've published a couple million words. So, um, so I ought to know something, right? Um, and, uh, and I have made a career of writing. I've supported myself and my children and um, have a pretty good life. And um, it's all due to my blah, 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 blah words. So what I said we would talk about tonight are some of the 
basic tools and techniques that we use to get the writing done and maybe some apps. And, and I, I, I came up with that because in a conversation, I was talking with someone about how I, how in the early days of my career, I would do research and it's kind of pathetic and kind of amusing and kind of inspiring how, how different it was in, in the eighties from what it is now. But um, when I was first trying to sell my words, I, the first thing, when I discovered the writer magazine, and at that time it was on flexible discs and Jenny, you sound like you might be too young to even know what that is, but, before we before we had digital downloads and cartridges, we had cassettes. And before we had cassettes, we had uh, well, we had hard records. But in between, we had these flexible records that were sort of almost paper thin, and you put them on a talking book machine. And so that was how the writer was sent. And there was no rewind and fast forward and no skipping from heading to heading. You listened to the whole thing and then you picked up the arm and you moved the, the record arm back a little bit if you wanted to hear something again. And they didn't know to spell things for us back in the 80s. So I, it would just go crazy because I would hear a market listing that was perfect for me, but the name was, you know, Schickelmitz or something. And I... Oh yeah. Well, how am I supposed to spell that person's name? Anyway, um, so we've 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 improved since then, thank goodness. Um, But I I I started by uh, magazine writing, and so I subscribed to as many magazines as I could in Braille. We all know there aren't very many in Braille, but um, I I read 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 magazines and studied the different kinds of formats that magazines accepted, the different kinds of content. And then when I was researching, this was before internet, so I would go, I had a, a really beloved reader who would take me to the library anytime I asked her and um, help me do research. But also what I would do as time went on and I had little kids and I, I just didn't have time to go to the library. The librarians at our public libraries were my heroes, were my favorite people on the planet. Librarians have always been my heroes because I might be writing. I did these things called care notes for a while for Abbey Press in Indiana, where you would they would give you a topic, losing a job or moving or breaking up a marriage, and, and I'd write a care note about it. And, and it was, there were these little pamphlets that then were kept distributed in churches and mental health facilities and so forth. I think I was writing, I must have been writing one about having a baby because I remember, I, I wondered, well, how many pregnancies are there a year in, in America? And I would just call the library and say, how many babies born in, you know, 1983 or whatever it was? And it was so cool because I realized it didn't matter. The, the public library was my first internet because anything I wanted to know, I would just call up and ask the library and they never sounded irritated. 
And um, well, anyway, so time moved on and, and I was a very early adopter of online services um, using a service called CompuServe in the 80s. And then there were these, um, there were a lot of things that came out on CD-ROM just prior, I guess, to the actual internet. And I, I remember getting this magazine database on a CD-ROM that had like thousands of magazines on it. It was so cool. And I could read them in Braille because I, I connected it to a Versa Braille. So I would, I would um, find out things that way. You know, I could search that database for magazine articles on gardening or whatever. And, and so that was getting me a little bit closer to doing my actual research. Well, then, of course, we, we all got the Internet and Mr. Google, so we can Google just about anything. But today, some of the things that I use, and I hope these are useful to all of you, or maybe it'll be redundant and you all use exactly the same things. Um, for a long time, having a dictionary was a problem. And fortunately for me, I am a born speller. I almost never do not know how to spell. And I think that comes from reading a lot, but reading in Braille. And, um, and maybe it's just a quirk of fate as well, you know, just wiring just the way my brain, some people are good at math and some people are musically gifted and some people spell. So, but I, I wanted, I always wanted a dictionary to have a thesaurus and that sort of thing. So for a long time, we just didn't have access. Um, and I think the first really user-friendly dictionary was in Kurzweil 1000. There's a dictionary in thesaurus. So I started using that. And then the Braille Note and Braille Sense products made dictionaries available on the note takers. And that was like heaven. And so I still use those. But today, if I didn't use the Amazon Echo for anything else, I would be grateful that I can use it for a thesaurus because I can say, give me synonyms for catapult. And every once in a while, she's a little bit stupid and she thinks I said, you know, name when I said game and she gives me the wrong words. But most of the time, it's pretty phenomenal. And, and if, uh, speaking of phenomenal, that's one of those words that I often hesitate over because I can't seem to get the number of N's and M's right. And so I can say, spell phenomenal, and the Amazon Echo will spell it. So that's one of my favorite tools for definitions, spellings, synonyms, antonyms. Um, also for background information, um, the Amazon Echo uh, taps into Wikipedia. And we can do that on our computers and on our phones, but I find that to be a really fast way to get some background information on a given person or place or thing. Um, the, uh, the iPhone will do a lot of those same kind of things. I think I was doing many of those things with Siri 
before the Amazon Echo, but I think Alexa is a little bit smarter than Siri. Um, a couple of other iPhone apps that I use that I find really helpful are, um, I use Voice Dream Scanner to scan print and Voice Dream Reader to read it and to parse a piece of print into paragraphs or sentences um, and, and to stop it and, and, and you know, spell a word if I need to lift a word out of a document um, that I've gotten. And so I'm going to stop and what I have to say about apps for writing um, with a question, and that is I'm wondering if anyone has used Ulysses because I do not write with my phone, but I would like to. I would like to do some writing with a Bluetooth keyboard or a Braille keyboard and my phone. And I've heard that Ulysses is a really great app for that. So, um, but I think I'll stop there because I would love to hear what some favorite apps and, and tools of the trade are that you all use. Well, I just use uh, Word. For most of my writing is done on Word on my PC and using JAWS. And um, it works pretty well. That That's basically what I use most of the time. Sometimes I will use keyword on my Braille Note Touch Plus, but more often than not now, I find myself typing on the PC. I think I type faster and more efficiently on a QWERTY keyboard than I do on a Braille keyboard, but that's maybe just me. I don't know, but that that's how I that's what I usually use. Just Word and uh and if I need to look stuff up, yes, I can ask the A lady or sometimes I'll go to dictionary dot com. Uh or also if you have a Victor Reader track or stream handy, there's a, a dictionary uh bookshelf there that you can look things up there. So I'll sometimes use that if I have it handy. But that's what I do. There's a dictionary in the Victor stream? Yeah, uh, yes, uh, it's on the online bookshelf. It's, it's under what's, what it, references. And there's two, there's dictionary, there's wiktionary, or there's dictionary, and there's, or maybe it's called wiktionary. Wiktionary, and then there's Wikipedia. So you can look, look uh, stuff up with that, with that, yeah. I did not know that. I didn't know there yeah, was anything other than Wikipedia there. That's cool. Well, there's, there, should be, there should be Wikipedia. Yeah, if you, if you Mary, if you go to references and you hit use your six and four keys, that will uh -huh. get you between the two uh, options, Wikipedia yeah. and Wiktionary. Oh, there you go. That's that's what's so great about sharing is that everybody knows different pieces of the picture. Yeah. Okay, so Jenny, go ahead. Yes, I just, uh, as it is my first book, all I did was type it out. And part of the reason why I wanted to type it rather than dictate it into a recording is because, honestly, I could go back and look at my writing um, with my um, NVDA, which will now be JAWS, but I could go back and look at it and think, am I involved in what I wrote? Because if I'm getting uh, a little distracted here, that I know they would. So that's the way I did it. Because when I got tired, I would leave, and then I would go back after a good night's sleep and, and look at it, and I'd go back a few paragraphs and figure out where I needed to pick it back up and make it more enjoyable to read. 
um, as far as dictionaries, I, it is my memoir. So I wanted to make it basic enough to easy to read and yet not be so simple that it sounds like, you know, the cat ate the toy or whatever. Right. Um, so yeah. I would make sure to flip the words around and make sure that it wasn't, and then, and then, and then type of deal. So it, it, like I said, it's my first experience. So I'm learning from you guys. <laughs> It's great. So you yeah, you said you typed it out, so you use a laptop. And I, I have a PC, a and I use my PC. Uh -huh. I'm hoping to get a, a laptop to be able to take it with me and cut down my thoughts as I go, because everything that I did, I had to remember until I got home. Yeah. Okay. Okay. One thing I forgot to mention is that I use Braille a lot. Not only do I use my Braille Note Touch Plus as a standalone note taker and email and Zoom and other stuff, but I connect it to my PC as a display, and I find edit when editing, especially, it's much more efficient than just using the keyboard commands with JAWS or NVDA, what have you, to find and get rid of your mistakes. And it's, it's a shame yeah. that people nowadays, you know, some people nowadays just don't think that Braille is that important. And it's really a shame because it is, and it makes it a lot easier to edit stuff that you've written. And of course, read stuff aloud. I think it's a good idea if you can to read aloud what you write. And that way, you know, because screen readers aren't going to do something justice. Even if you have the best voice, the one I like, Ava, vocalizer Ava, even if with her, you know, it's, she's not going to do it total justice because she's just a computer voice that doesn't really know, you know, think when she, what she's reading. So it's, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. And so that's why I, I find Braille very helpful. I think um, even for people, I've been thinking about this a lot lately because with, with NLS, you know, we're, we're evaluating the e-readers and working with them. And eventually every NLS patron who wants one will be able to have a Braille e-reader. And yeah, I, I think that'll great. really help um, people use Braille more. But But I think even if you don't want to sit down and read a novel or an article or anything in Braille to use it for proofing your own work. It's, it, it can really help. Um, so, um, Sandra, what, do you have any favorite I, tools or apps that you use? I'm relatively low tech. I start on a Perkins because I grew up oh. with it. I uh -huh. am a very visual learner and um, I'm waiting for the days when they can come out with a full page braille display and I'll get something I can use yeah. for that. But for now, yeah. I am using my Perkins for most of my rough drafts, not all of them. Um, others I'm venturing into using my PC for. Um, and wow. Yeah. So <laughs> that is great. So, so you're actually, you're still writing. I am your Perkins Brailler. I am, yeah. And that is uh, fabulous. Yeah, That's it's, fabulous. it's a lot of fun. It's it's a organic kind of process. Yeah. And yeah. Um, for research, I use my PC. And you know, if I have a question about Neil Peart, I'll just go and you know look up a YouTube video or look up um, an article about him or whatever it is. Um, you know, and uh, you know, I actually wrote one of the pieces that I wrote was. It's, um, if any of you are familiar with uh, poetic forms, it's a pantoum. And I wanted to write that because 
he had written a pantoum on one of Rush's albums. And I wanted to oh. see if I could pull it off. <laughs> so I had to go research what a pantoum was and what the structure was and um, well, do well, his take song us, take in us Braille. Take down a little auditory rabbit hole and tell us what that form is, because I don't know. Well, it, I've only done one. Um, it's, it's a little bit like a villanelle. It's got some repeated text throughout. He varied it a bit so that he, he could do song lyrics instead of a poem proper. And so I designed mine similarly because I wanted a feel of um, a little bit of Persian style. <laughs> so so I um, brailed his version out so that I could see it while I was railing my version. And so I had that structure to look at on paper nice. and compare. And uh, yeah, so I, I'm old school, but it works. <laughs> oh, that is really cool. No, to, to that, I mean, it kind of makes my heart sing, to tell you the truth, because yeah. in, in the early days, I wrote everything on a Perkins Brailler, yeah, and I too. actually was a little superstitious. I, I thought... Mm. I, I thought that I couldn't write beautifully if I didn't do it that way. Mm, and and mm. so, you know, I mean, I've, I've used a lot of devices since yes. then, but, yep. um, but there's just some, and now, I, uh, well, it's a long story, but somehow I've misplaced a Perkins or two. So uh -oh. I had a few, few Perkins and I only mm. have one uh. remaining and it doesn't work. It's broken. Oh, no. I, I I use it anyway, but yeah, it's broken. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but I think especially poetry, maybe there's something really special about writing that on yeah. real paper. You can see. see the layout of the lines related to yes. each other, yeah. and you can see the layout of things on the page, and decide whether it works for you or whether you need to rearrange. Um, yeah. So for me, it's it's more practical to do it this way um, as to the actual getting it published. I think I'm probably going to have a sighted person go through it before I send the manuscript, just because it's very tedious to do using a screen reader for the fine detail work like that. And yes, I, I have ASD as well, but I'm not that detail-brained or patient. <laughs> so um, eventually it'll it'll... Um, it'll be that kind of a process, but for now, the actual mm -hmm. doing the poems themselves is braille, and then I put it into my Word doc. Right. Um, so, Cleola, um, you're the other new-ish. You've been here at least once before, but what 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 favorite tools or tips or apps do you use? <clears throat> Well, I don't use I don't do Braille. Um, thankful for the computer. I I actually use my iPhone um, for spelling words. Uh, if I want to know, say, uh, um, I could say Saurus, you know, or if I want to know what words rhyme with some word, or um, I use my iPhone. I'll have to check out this. I hear a lot about this Alexa, so. I'll <laughs> I'll have to check that out one of these days. Also, the um, Victor Reader. Uh, and I, did I hear someone talk about a Victor Scanner or something like Voice Scanner or something like that? Voice Dream Scanner is an app. It's an iPhone app. Really? It costs like five ninety nine, and 
I use it every single day. That's how I read my mail and how I read directions on some things and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, voice dream scanner. So it's what? but it's dream, not stream. When when I say it quickly, people, I'm, <laughs> I think I have a speech impediment here because voice people dream. hear me saying stream, but it's voice dream, like I dream of you. Deep dream, okay. <laughs> voice dream scanner. And, now that, uh, yeah. That I think I, I think you mentioned that before that it's a dream, and I heard stream. Yeah. Just yeah. Well, and then Abby was talking about the Victor Reader stream, so that's yeah. That's, that's oh. a product. Um, so. I find Word very difficult to deal with, especially now that I have Windows 10 and I have 2019 Office 2019. Mm-hmm. I just. <sighs> I, I don't know. I just don't like it at all. It, I find it very hard to use. So most of the time, I type just about everything I do in Notepad. And then I get mm, okay. in new Word to do a spell check. And that's why I hate this new Word, because doing a spell check is just impossible. I, I just don't get it at all. But Yeah, I, you, there, you, there are some new... You can't use the old keystrokes. Um, what I do is it's Control-Alt-L, and that makes a list of the words, but then you, you can't, you, you press Enter on each one, and you can and then you can fix it. But you're not actually in the spell checker. It's oh, like, Control-Alt-L. Oh, for heaven's uh-huh. sake. Now, that I didn't know about. Okay. That's that gives you a list of the misspelled oh, words? Now, let me think about that. Am I saying the right? No, it's Shift-Alt-L. I apologize. Shift-Alt-L. Shift-Alt-L. And it's okay. a JAWS thing, and it'll give you oh, a list of okay. misspelled words. So then you can oh, look okay. at them. And then if you don't know how to fix one, I mean, I find usually they're because I uppercased when I shouldn't have or I lowercased when I shouldn't have or I didn't have a space between want to you know, that kind of thing. Um, if it's not obvious, then um, you need slightly more drastic measures. Well, what I do often when I don't know how to fix a misspelled word, because JAWS will also indicate what words are misspelled. So what mm-hmm. I do is I make sure my cursor is in that word. Then I press my applications key to open a context menu. And then yes. usually it will suggest... Uh, the the word the, and it, most of the time it's the correct word that I'm looking for. It'll say it'll kind of give you a definition of the word. So it'll say, for example, phenomena phenomenal as in amazing, terrific, or whatever the word means. You know, right. it'll give you a definition. That's right. That's exactly what I do. From this this Shift Alt L gives you the list. Boom! Right there. One right. through okay. six. Okay. One through eight, and you can just arrow down, see one after another what they are, okay. and, and then, if they're real misspelling. So if there's right. one that you really need help with, then you, you press enter on it, and then you do the applications key, oh, and you'll okay. get to where yeah. you Yeah. Oh, wow. So, I'll have to remember yeah. that. Now, that would be easier than that spell checker. Yeah, really. Yeah, the spell okay. checker, it's been broken for us for a long time. I still use 2016, so my spell checker works fine. <laughs> right, yeah. So Okay, so Mary, you've been really quiet. <laughs> She's exhausted after her rock around rock. What was it called? Rock Fork Park? 
Was that today you did that? I saw that on your blog earlier. <laughs> Mary, we're uh -oh. talking to you. Oh, she's we muted. Oh, Unmute yourself. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I think on Alt A. Alt A. Yeah. There you go. Yep. There she I is. I did. I'm sorry. There she is. I was coughing, so I did the right thing and muted, but then I did the wrong thing. And, <laughs> and, and for anyway, to unmute. That uh, happens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I um, I don't have a whole lot to add. Uh, the A lady is my best friend because I <laughs> am not a good speller um, since I haven't been able to. I, I never, I mean, I learned to read Braille and I use it a lot, but I don't read books with it so uh that is uh, you know not not good so i just i'm constantly asking her for definitions when i'm reading um then i'll stop the book and ask her for definitions and i ask her for spelling oh. and well, i used to use um window eyes till i was forced to use jaws and the one thing I do like about JAWS is that it does tell me when I have misspelled something. Yeah. And yeah. if I catch it in time, it will just go ahead and correct it. And I like I like that. But I didn't know about this Shift-Alt-L thing, so I have to... Yeah, Shift-Alt-L. I didn't either, Mary, so join the yeah. club. Yeah. Well... Yeah, I like to always do that because there are things, um, a lot of times it is just where I didn't put a space between two words or. Yes. Oh, yeah, it is some, you did something simple, right? Or I capitalized and I shouldn't have or I didn't, yeah, you know, or whatever. Right. But it's it's really, I, I would never dream of letting anything, I mean, not my emails. Anybody who gets email from me, you know, I type like a maniac and I make lots of mistakes and I don't care. I just let them go. But <laughs> so, um, anyway, but, um, so, but somebody said using the, I was, it, we all, somebody said using the iPhone for rhymes. I never thought about asking any of these devices for rhymes. That's really smart. That's another smart thing because I've started writing poetry myself. So, so you, I get, you just say Siri or whoever what what rhymes with hmm. Gizmo? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what rhymes, it, what rhymes with Hatchet. Hatchet, and her name is Anne. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, is there an anyway. accessible rhyming dictionary? Does anyone know? Um, a what kind of dictionary? Accessible, a rhyming dictionary. Oh, uh, uh, there's oh rhymezone.com is what I have used occasionally. Okay. It's oh. pretty yeah r h y m e z o n e dot com. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I use that. Oh. It also provides definitions and synonyms and so mm -hmm. forth. Well, see, I, I think this is where, you know, I don't, maybe I'm just like really showing my age or something. Like, that just astonishes me. Like, there's a place where you can go look up a rhyme. I mean, rhymes are something <laughs> that come out of your head. <laughs> Unless they get stuck and then you have to look it up. <laughs> I just never thought about that. That's really cool. Okay, so, um, Anne, I think you're the only person I didn't ask, I think. So, 
Okay, so yeah, I'm using yeah. Perkins Brailler a time or two, but to me, it's slow and mm -hmm. can't really fix mistakes. And well, oh yeah, that can be a pain. I've got a Braille display, but now it's got issues. But I still cripple it a lot. I use it when I have to. I use it in conjunction with Jaws, and like I said, I use Word 2016. But on the iPhone, uh, well, my iPad, I have Voice Dream Reader. I never, I didn't even know about. I may have heard about Voice Dream Scanner, but I never really used it because I use Seeing AI and I can download KNFB Reader and then there's this other voice app thing that um Well isn't there a Voice Dream writer too that can yeah, use there it? Is, and I was hoping that somebody was here was going to say, Oh, I love Voice Dream Writer or I love Ulysses or I love drafts. There are you know, those are all apps that are meant for writing with the iPhone. And I I haven't done any, I mean, I haven't done no. any writing with the iPhone beyond. Well, I you know, know Voice Stream emails. Writer is, you have to pay for it, but are any of the others free? If they're free, you could at least, you know, down, download it and try um, it. No, I, I actually, done I actually it. bought Writer a long time ago. I have it. I just haven't used it. I, the only yeah. thing I use to write on my phone when I'm out and about is notes. And then I just email the notes to myself. That's pretty much <laughs> the scope of writing on my phone. Um, yeah, I've done a little bit of that. Um, I've used when I was trying to get the, you know, get used to using Braille screen input. That's what I did with it is I would write you know, notes, well, more than notes, I would try to do a little bit of creative writing, but I do it in the notes app. That's like what I'm Braille talking about, notes app. Yeah. yeah, and then do Braille screen input. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, I, I, I don't know, is there a length limitation in notes? You know, Anne? I don't, not like there is in pages. But I don't, I mean, I've written like two or three pages, sent it to myself and put it in a Word document. I've had to make some corrections, but I mean, but it works. I mean, really it works. I've used, yeah. it, used it a lot. Yeah, that's actually a really good idea. And thank you for it because it's something that I, it, I did it a long time ago. And then I kind of, well, I'll tell you when Access Note worked, I did it with Access Note, which was an app that, AFB Access World did, but then the person who worked on it moved on to another job and nobody supported it and it crashed and burned and, and anyway, but, um, and then I used the regular notes app, but yeah, that's a neat way to get something down because, you know, just if you've got an idea and you don't want to lose it and yeah. I know what you mean. Mm -hmm. I I use the notes app on my blind shell phone for that every once in a while. If I have something I'm not if I'm away from my computer and don't want to have to go and turn mm -hmm. on or turn on my real note touch mm -hmm. plus I got my phone in my pocket, I can just I dictate just it. Shoot them over to my and Gmail. then email it to myself. Right. Yeah. Shoot them from my iPhone to my from my iCloud to my Gmail account and just copy and paste. Fix the Yeah, software. exactly. Copy exactly. And paste. There you go. Because notes is not on, not only is the notes app native to the iPhone, it's something that's already there. You don't have to pay for it. Right. And then if yeah. WordPress right. app, you can write for those who don't use Braille, you can dictate in the notes app too. You can just yeah, but just yeah, well, that's what I figured. Yeah, you could probably dictate yeah. in Siri too. Yeah. 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 You can dictate. 
And I haven't used it for writing. I'm going to now that we're having this conversation. But I'll, I'll use the notes app for if I just got a phone number or an address from somebody and I can remember it for one minute, then I'll say, um, I'll press the Siri button and say, create a note. You know, Joe Schmo's address is 1234 Main Street. Website is www. New line. Phone number is new line. Remember to call on Thursday. And all you can do all that with one one, uh, oh, you can tell her a new line and she'll create a new line. Well, that's interesting. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, you can format it totally. I do it. Wow. I do it by, almost by daily. voice. Oh, wow. Yeah, I do it almost daily. And then, and then if I pause, because if I pause, then, you know, Siri thinks you're done. Mm-hmm. And so then I say, I press the home button and I say, add to my note. And if you've just done a note, it knows you mean the last note. So, oh, know. interesting. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Um, I do grocery Alexa lists takes, that way, too. Alexa can take notes, too, but trying to yeah. cycle, cycle through those and trying to remember what she tells you when she takes those notes, I, I'm not liking the way. You can, yeah. You know, you That's can search your whole phone. If you go to that, you go to the spotlight screen, the page one of your home screen. And just tap on search, and then you can dictate or do Braille input or however you enter text. And you can search. And this is another thing I do all the time. Like if I know that Cindy Smith gave me Mike Jones's phone number, then I just go to search and I say Mike oh, Jones. For sake. Huh. And it will find a message that was a year ago that's in my text messages that's got that word in it or, you know, huh. the, um, or the email that's got it. Or if it's a note, it'll, it'll, it searches, it seems to search your whole iPhone. Um, yeah. So just, it's that, I think it's called the spotlight. Page. Yeah. So spotlight search. Yeah. 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 But for the, for the Alexa notes, it's kind of, because I've got like five notes trying to, re- and you can't shift from one to the next. You have to go through the whole list, which is kind of annoying the way they, they, they do that. But I oh, use Alexa the, for spell check with, and to-do lists and, or not spell check, but spelling words, to-do lists. I never used her for a thesaurus, but I'll use her for with, definitions. And she has a skill now called my encyclopedia, which is basically the way you can read Wikipedia. I think you're talking about the Echo. You're talking yes. about the Echo? Yes. Well, Wikipedia's been there for a long time. It's, I don't say my encyclopedia. I just found it a few say. weeks ago. Okay. Um, another, another sort of, I guess this, this is something I use just for general life, but it could be viewed as a writing tool that's in the Alexa is the wiki how um, I've been oh, using yeah. it how for do you cooking. Do something. Right. I've yeah. heard that. But because I can see how that could be really useful for writing. Like if you're going to have a character do something that you don't know anything about, you could say, but I've been using it for things like, how do I cook a whole head of cauliflower? It's so mm. cool. You just go wiki how, how do mm. I cook? And it'll say, you know, 
separate the, the head into individual florets, you know, wash them, mm-hmm. roll them in olive oil and salt and roast them for 20 minutes. Well, if you were going to write so a, cool. a, a cookbook, I think that would work. That'd mm-hmm. be a great resource. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but I mean, you can wiki how anything, if you have a character yeah. who's, who's going to, you oh. know, um, have an aquarium, you could say, how do you care for angelfish? Wiki how caring for angelfish. Yeah, that's, like that's yes, as well. absolutely. There, there's not, a, there just, uh, there's not enough time to learn all the things we could learn from these. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> um, so, okay, um, is there like any hot, tool, tip, app, anything that anyone wants to throw into the mix that we haven't talked about. And does anyone have a piece of writing that you came hoping to have it critiqued? I didn't hear from anyone, so I'm thinking. Oh, I have been so swamped this week. A week I haven't had a moment's to give it a moment's thought, unfortunately. That's all um, right. I, I, I didn't bring it with me, but I actually wrote the end of my uh, novel that I'm working a novel that I'm working on. So that's a little piece of news. But oh, that's other great. Than, yeah, now I can. Now I can write my way through to that point at some point. Is that so, how you normally write your novels? Is you write the end and then you write? No, I'm almost there anyway. I'm like two or three chapters from that point anyway. And I couldn't seem to write past where I was, where I'd stop to the end. So, and, I, and I've seen that ending scene in my head like five or six times. And so I had to write that first so that I could get past that. So then I can go back and fill in the, the few yeah. gaps. Yeah, I get that. That's I've, I've done speeches that way. Just sometimes you'll get huh. stuck and it's like the end is there and the rest of it's like, you got to write yourself your way through it. Yeah. I, that's interesting. I think, just how each of us puts things together is interesting. I mean, I've almost never varied from my way is I just write something from beginning to end. That's just what I do. I, I, I varied from it a little bit when I was um, the book that, um, that I most recently published the book about dual vision and hearing loss. I wrote one chapter out of order. For me, that was a great digression from my usual <laughs> practice. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, but otherwise, I think it's a carryover from when I did write everything with the Perkins Brailler. You know, you, I wrote all, you know, all, all through college and graduate school. You couldn't jump around. You just wrote something from start to finish. You know, that was the only way to do it. Um, this is why I like computers better because you can edit, you can oh, write sure. in out of order. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. When I was in college, yeah. I took notes with a slate and stylus, and that's what gave me carpal tunnel. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I hear you. Well, and you kind of wonder, don't you, how writers like Hemingway and Steinbeck uh, actually got anything done without computers. Yeah. But some writers today still like to write with a pen first. Well, that's true. Some of them do. Yeah. Yeah. Some do. Oh, this is Jenny. And I am glad to be here because I didn't know that we could bring something to critique and next time I come oh, here, yes, I, will start, absolutely. I will start on my second book and, and present it. And, you know, um, it, you just sort of read my mind saying that, Jenny, because what I was just thinking about 30 seconds ago was to say, next time, let's do that because we haven't shared writing the last few, few times that we've been together. Um, so um, I would just like to invite everybody to do that and, you know, to pick something that's not, <coughs> not longer than, you know, 10 minutes to read yeah. um, so that, um, but, and Jenny, you don't have to wait for your second book. You could choose a, a section, a segment that you're particularly um, proud of or concerned about or whatever the issue may be, whatever the reason that prompts you to want to share it and share something that's in the book that, that you already have. Sure. I'm in a, a, a writer's group here uh, locally and the guy who started the group, who's just such a wonderful person and he's a retired creative writing professor and he's written a number of novels and um, he, I only know this because I read the book, but lately he's been sharing segments one after another, after another of a book that he published like five years ago. And I'm going to, you know, and it's, it's lovely to hear him. And actually my only comment to him last week was, why aren't you an audible narrator? You should read your own book because it's so nice to hear you read it. <laughs> but so, but anyway, but the point is, you know, if, if you want to read something that you've already written rather than something that's in process, that's okay too. Um, sure. Deborah, so, can I say something? Yeah. yeah Alan. I, you know, I didn't know if you were really here or if you no, just, no, like, no, were I, kind I, 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 and, no, I tuned in a, a minute ago, and I heard y'all talking about writers. And, and Nelson DeMille is one of, one of my favorite writers. And I don't know if he's changed. I doubt it. But he, he writes all his stuff longhand. But but I guess he's, he's probably rich enough. He can afford a staff to, like, take his longhand and, and convert it. So, uh, But there, there's still people that, 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 don't use te- that don't use technology, I guess. So, uh, 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 but, but anyway, I just thought I'd share that since y'all were – we were talking about it a minute ago. Wow, I did not know that. That's yeah. very cool. That's yeah, very yeah. cool. Yeah, I, 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 well, yeah, I think. Uh, so, Alan, I, I suspect, I know you do question of the day every day. So, I right. got to say, does anybody else here do the Amazon Echoes question of the day? Mm-hmm. I do okay. sometimes. Um, I should do well, it more often, but I, yeah, yeah, I've, I've done it. It, it. You learn some interesting things. I know. Oh, and yeah, I yeah. do it a lot. And typically if the subject, if the category is literature, I gotta say, I'm, yeah, I'm I, I, I get more points. I've got more points than literature than anything else. I almost always get them right. Well, today <laughs> yeah. I did not get it right and it oh. blew my mind. So here's, here's the question. 
when John Steinbeck first wrote of mice and men, oh, what yeah. happened to it? A, it was lost in a fire. B, it was eaten by his dog. C, he threw it away. D, it washed ahead. away. It, it washed away in a storm. I think was washed was away the last, in a storm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for heaven's sake! Really? So, wow. So, so, which one do you guys? I got it wrong. Oh. I'll tell you that. I didn't. I know. got it wrong too. I. <laughs> I get it wrong every day. So yeah. <laughs> I was. I was really surprised. Me too. Well, which was it? I'm. Which no. was it? I'm curious now. So, does anybody want to guess before the three of us who did it spoil it? Threw it away. No, his no. dog ate it. Oh his my! Dog. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> oh no! I've heard the old the dog ate my homework. Yeah, yeah really? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that a riot? Wow. I mean, yeah. that is something. So I just want you to know that means that John Steinbeck and I are a little bit related because I did have a dog once eat an article, not a whole oh, book, no. mind you. Oh, no. oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I had a paper eating my, dog. Yeah. <laughs> my, my external hard drive ate some of my stuff. So, yeah. Oh, geez. But can you imagine a blessing, man? And he wrote it again. Bless his heart. Wow. Oh my gosh! Isn't one of that my something? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh heavens! Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, so um, so Alan, thank you for telling us that about Nelson DeMille.
this off. I, I set up for 